Welcome to Daily Daf Differently, a Jcast Network podcast. This daily podcast invites you to join us to study the Daily Talmud page with a variety of liberal rabbis and teachers. For more information about Daily Daf Differently, please visit jcastnetwork.org slash ddd. For more information about the other Jcast Network podcasts and blogs, please visit jcastnetwork.org. Shalom, this is Rabbi Michael Bitkowski, and welcome to Daily Daf Differently. Today we will be learning Tractate Psachim, page 75, Ayin Hay. Our page of Talmud begins with a quote from the Mishnah. They do not roast a Passover offering either on a, med- either on a metal spit or on a grill. Remember that the Passover offering could only be cooked by the heat of the fire and not by any other means. So metal was invalidated because the meat might be cooked not by the heat of the fire, but by the heat of the metal. The Mishnah continues with a ma'aseh, a description of an incident that happened and is related to the previously quoted law. Said Rabbi Tzadok, there was a ma'aseh and Rabban Gamliel said to Tabi his servant, Go and roast the Passover offering for us on a grill. The Gemara immediately points out the problematic nature of this ma'aseh and says that this is a contradictory ma'aseh, meaning that this ma'aseh, this description of a, an incident, contradicts the previous ruling which said that it was forbidden to roast the Passover offering either on a, either on a metal spit or on a grill. And this ma'aseh describes the important Tana'itic sage Rabban Gamiel asking his slave Tabi to go and roast the Korban Pesach on a grill. On one hand, we can just say that Rabban Gamiel disagreed with the Mishnah, but the Gemara was not comfortable saying such a thing. So it offered a different response to this problem that is itself not without problems. The Gemara's answer was, there is something lacking in this Mishnah. And this is how it should be read. Chasare machasra v'hachi kitane. Rabbi Tzadok said, There was a mase, and Rabban Gamliel said the Tabi his servant, Go and roast the Passover offering for us on a perforated grill. What the Gemara did was to reformulate or edit the original Mishnah in order to diffuse the contradiction between Rabban Gamliel's actions and the Mishnah. There is a disagreement among traditional and critical scholars over the interpretive method used here. Did the rabbis of the Gemara really edit the Mishnah and offer an amended version? Or is their emendation really reflecting another version of the story that was circulated? And they didn't actually change anything, they were just presenting another understanding of what happened. Either way, the Gemara was uncomfortable with the story of a respected sage whose behavior contradicted an explicit ruling from the Mishnah. The continuation of the Gemara could be described as an attempt to define fire. Since the Korban Pesach could only be cooked by fire, it is only natural that the rabbis would want to address what qualifies as fire. Do red-hot coals qualify as fire? What about coals that are hot, but not red hot? Do hot ashes qualify as fire? What about burning hot metal? It is possible to cook meat with the heat from all of these. 
But certain biblical verses address the requirement of fire and not just heat for the cooking of the Korban Pesach. From the biblical verses that are brought and the discussion in the Gemara, it is possible to conclude that there is no one definition of fire in the Torah. What is an acceptable definition of fire in one circumstance doesn't necessarily apply to another. These questions are not only relevant for the offering of the Korban Pesach, the Passover offering, something which only the Samaritans still do today, but it is also important for a number of areas of Jewish law. Probably the most important one is the Sabbath. In the Torah, in the Torah it is written, You shall not kindle a fire, an ash, in your dwelling on the Shabbat day. Exodus 35, verse 3. Well, what qualifies this fire in this verse? As a result of the numerous interpretations regarding the definition of fire, ash, you can find many different practices and behaviors with regard to the use of electricity on Shabbat and Yom Tov festivals. Some people think that electricity is akin to burning hot metal and is therefore prohibited, while others understand electricity and according to some incandescent light bulbs, not to speak of LED or fluorescent lights, that it is not similar to any biblical or Talmudic definition of fire and are therefore permitted for use on Shabbat. Page 75b ends with a new Mishnah. This Mishnah addresses more situations in which the meat of the Passover offering is cooked by something other than fire. What happens if the meat touches the clay walls of the oven? What happens if some sauce falls or splatters on the oven wall and then somehow drips back on the meat? If, e if either of these happens, the area of the meat that touched the clay wall is cut off. The Mishnah addresses another scenario. What if the Korban Pesach had been coated with truma oil, that is, oil that can only be eaten by priests? If the group designated to eat the Korban Pesach was made up of priests, then they were able to go ahead and enjoy the roasted lamb. If they were not priests, it presented a problem. If the lamb had already been cooked, the non-priests were out of luck. But if it was still raw, it was possible to just rinse off the oil with water, and afterwards it could be cooked and eaten by non-priests. Both, both of the solutions offered by the Mishnah, slicing off a prohibited layer of meat or rinsing it off with water, later became important laws in Kashrut. Thank you for listening, and I hope that you tune in tomorrow. I hope you've enjoyed today's episode of Daily Daf Differently, and that you'll join us again tomorrow for a new page. The music at the open and close of this episode is Ufros from the Epic Horus album One Bead, available on Bandcamp, iTunes, and Spotify.